not a baseball fan, but I have a story about Hank Aaron. And I'm not sure if it's actually true, but let's not let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> so there's a story about Hank Aaron and, and Yogi Berra. And Yogi Berra was known to harass the batters when they got up to the plate. And so he was playing a game against Hank Aaron's team, and Hank stepped up to the plate. And the story goes on to say that Yogi Berra kept telling Hank, Hank, you're holding the bat wrong. You're supposed to be able to read the logo. Hank doesn't say anything. First pitch, he lets it go. Hank, I'm telling you, you're holding the bat wrong. You're supposed to be able to see the logo. Hank doesn't really listen to Yogi, lets the second pitch go by. Hank, I'm telling you, man, you're going to strike out. You're supposed to be able to read the logo. You're holding the bat wrong. And the third pitch comes straight down the line, and Hank rears back and cracks that sucker deep in the left field home run. And so he's crossing first base, second base, third base. And then he comes home and touches home base and looks at Yogi and says, I didn't come here to read. <laughs> Peter's response about the activity of the Spirit was to emphasize in this moment that this was not a reading of Joel, but rather a revealing of all that the prophet had predicted. I love how Peter says, we are not drunk with wine as you Suppose it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. For Christ's sake, the liquor store is not even open yet. <laughs> it's 9 o'clock in the morning. Think of all the things that 9 o'clock brings. There's beds and bedrooms and baths if you have children and breakfast and sometimes buses to school or work. These are all aspects of the business and the busyness of beginning a new day. Nine o'clock is the beginning of a brand new day filled with both new obstacles and new opportunities. And nine is actually mid-morning with a few hours of morning that have already passed and only two hours until midday. Nine is the boundary between the past and the potential of a new beginning. There have been billions of nines since the beginning of church. Time has kept ticking and the church has kept moving. The church kept growing. The church kept learning, technology brought advances, and the church became modern, and time kept moving. But in the continual advancement of time, let's be careful not to let time take from us what the text is trying to teach us, that construction commands community, and building requires belonging. Did you hear what Peter said? That this is what the prophet Joel has promised, that all genders, sons and daughters, all generations, young and old, all classes, servants and free, in all cultures and conditions, all flesh has been invited to be a part of this movement of building God's church. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit facilitates the inaugural moments of the church by providing the supernatural ability to break down barriers and bias and to deepen our sense of belief in God's radical plan for belonging. The Spirit delivers on God's plan and on Jesus' prediction that his church will be built and the gates of hell will not prevail because God's plan and the Spirit's prompting pushed back 
the hellish horrors of racism, ableism, and patriarchy that have often sought to attach itself to the church and its mission and message. A few months ago, there was an op-ed article from a major media outlet that featured a piece written by a pastor about the need to move on and move away from offering online worship services because it was competing with the ability to get people to return to in-person worship. And the piece posited that it was time to move on, it was time to move forward, the pandemic was waning and our worship services once again needed to be filled with bodies. What was most troublesome about the article is that there was a conscious acknowledgement of the potential negative impact this would have on those with disabilities, many of whom have always been able, unable to access the physical buildings of our churches. 61 million people in the U.S. live with a disability, and that's just the numbers between 18, age 18 and 65, which includes many of our young people. And the distance that COVID created between pastors and parishioners is analogous to the distance that has always existed between the disability community and the church. Still, it's time to move on. Time keeps ticking. Seconds, minutes, and hours have gone by, and it is no longer 9 o'clock. We no longer need 9. 9 is not necessary. Now is the only thing that matters, even if it leaves behind the most vulnerable. You know, this story is actually sort of a modern-day parallel to the story of the Good Samaritan. You're all great Christians, so I know you've read that story. <laughs> but what I want you to notice is that the, Lev the Levite and the priest weren't bad as much as they were privileged. They weren't bad, they simply had the benefit of being in a social class that was so privileged and so protected that not stopping was not a threat to their social standing. Doing nothing to help, doing nothing to heal, doing nothing to hear his story did not jeopardize their standing as good people. This is why nine is necessary. Nine is necessary because the practice of Western Christianity has taught us how to be good people without actually having to be good to people. But on the opening day of the church, the Spirit lays claim to our cause and to our community and to the construction project. The Spirit is our guide and the Spirit guards us from being exclusive. The Spirit guides us away from the protected privilege of being good people and guides us toward the commitment of laying down our own protected status in order to build a community that is broader and bolder and that requires us to take holy risks. It is never not nine. We are never to stop needing each other and naming inequality and inequity and injustice and noticing those who are missing from the construction site. It's at nine when we discover that the church is not at full strength when it does not include all. It's at nine when the church notices that it is not working when it is not actively working with everyone. Time is moving on. Sanctuaries are reopening, churches are rebuilding, buildings are being refurbished. But in our haste to move 
to a time beyond COVID in our construction of the new, remember that it is never not nine. Don't let time take from us what the text is trying to teach us, that construction commands community and building requires belonging. All genders, sons and daughters, all generations, young and old, all classes, servants and free, and all cultures and conditions, all flesh and all types of bodies. The word of God for the people of God.